The Astros started hot. They defeated the Brew Crew 12 to 2. Eight wins in a row. It was easy as cake going to Milwaukee, winning the series. No, two straight shutouts. The bats went silent and the Brewers took care of business. I've got the host of Locked on Brewers here with me. Come join us. It's going to be a great time. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we are your daily Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find me also at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're always positive, always Stros. Eric's not here with me tonight, but I've got Mr. Chuck Friedman from Locked on Brewers. Chuck, tell them where they can find you online. Well, you can find me at uh, Chuck Freeman, F R E I M U N D, sports talk show host in Milwaukee, uh, morning sports anchor. And I still remember sophomore in college, 1986, watching the Astros blow that game against the New York Mets in the NLCS game five because I was pulling for, because I went to see the Astros uh, earlier that year. I went to the All Star game, went to a couple of games. Uh, prior to that, between the Mets and Montreal Expos. So I kind of was falling, you know, this is one before, you know, uh, the, the Astros had their run, obviously. But, uh, you know, they had Glenn Davis and Mike Scott and Nolan Ryan. I kind of I was pulling for that team in 86. Man, I think we all were. And um, that was definitely, I, I remember that series. That was a painful series. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many Mets pitchers talk about we are so glad we won in game six because we knew Mike Scott was coming in game seven and he's probably going to throw another no hitter um, as he did to clinch the division against the giants. And so that was definitely one of the years that um, us in Houston love to remember. And mm-hmm. we want to make sure that y'all remember to make locked on Astros your first listen. Look, if you're a Brewers fan, make locked on Brewers, your first listen, make us your second listen and flip that around <laughs> if you're from H town, but seriously, I've been having a great conversation with Chuck off camera And let me tell you, after that first game, Chuck, I really thought that the Astros were going to waltz into an easy series win. You know, you win 12 to 2. You put a bunch of homers on the board. And we have this thing that started, I guess, really last year. Anytime the Astros score double-digit runs, they tend to lay a goose egg the next day. And we're like, surely this won't continue in 2023. Au contraire, mon frere, not only one shutout which was the first shutout since May 2nd against the Giants, but two shutouts. So we have two shutouts in a month's time, you know, between themselves. And then we get two in a row. And look, this Brewers team is not to be scoffed at. You guys are flying high, I believe, in the National League. Y'all are in first place. You know, you have a surging Pirates team at 25 and 24. You guys are holding the line now with 27 and 22. Um, but what did you think about the Astros bats? Let's let's start with the Astros bats not finding consistency, and then we'll get into the Brewers' two straight shutouts. After that first game in Jordan Alvarez, mm-hmm. 
like what was the outlook for Brewers fans going into game two and three? They're like, okay, they took out our best guy. Now what's going to happen after that? Well, this is me every time Jordan Alvarez comes to the plate. I don't want <laughs> to see what's going to happen. Yes, <laughs> I'm hiding my eyes because I'm telling you, Brad, that guy scares me. I saw what he did last year. I feel like every time I see this, and he came up in a clutch situation today and the Brewers were able to get him out. But Jordan hits lefties, he hits righties. He is amazing. I don't think enough people realize what a superstar and what he's like. And, you know, of course, we saw him in the postseason last year and what he did on Monday night. I just knew on Monday night, 6-1 game, he came to the plate. Miller came in. The Brewers thought they were doing the right thing, bringing the lefty. But, you know, Jordan hits lefties better than he has righties. And I am I just love that guy. I wish he was here. Uh, and I'm just surprised. I thought he would make – I thought he'd hit like three or four more home runs uh, out mm. of uh, home run friendly Miller Park and Fan Field. But, yeah, I was surprised at you because the Astros had won eight in a row. Solid, you know, the 12-2 win. Little did I expect that the Brewers pitching – and we're talking the back end of the Brewers' rotation and the bullpen would blank that offense two days in a row. It was stunning. Stunning. No, it is. It is. And the guy that blanked the Astros today, Hauser, is a former mm-hmm. Astros farmhand from 2014. Second round. Tri-City pick. and Quad Cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is the you, you can't really say this is the one that got away because that was 2014. We're in 2023. That's almost that's like nine years ago, right? Yeah. But this is what happens in Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, right now we got Brian De La Cruz, who's really hitting his, hitting out of his mind. He's kind of a Teoscar Hernandez, you know, the one that got away type scenario. But when Eric told me Hauser was a farmhand for the Astros, I was like, he was? I had to look back and I was like, wow, back in 2014, but he was a second round pick. So second round picks are very valuable. You know, a lot of people talk about outside of Houston. Well, Houston never got punished and, you know, we missed out on a first round and a second round pick two years in a row. And, and that still shows in our minor league system. I mean, that hurts. So you got a second round guy from us, and now he's out there. Didn't he retire? Was it 13 or 14 batters in a row today? Yeah. And that was probably, Brett, to be honest with you, that's probably the best I've seen him pitch. He yeah. was not going to make the starting rotation coming out of spring training. They wanted him to pitch out of the bullpen. He's not been all that great. Okay. He's pitched well in his last two starts. This is his fourth start, but he was supposed to work out of the bullpen. But because the Brewers have lost four of their starters to the injured list, he's pressed into duty, and they needed an effort like that. But, you know, we're not talking about the second coming of Nolan Ryan here. Uh, he's He's been okay. He's been a journey. He's pitched like a journeyman. He has not pitched like a second router. He's pitched like a journeyman, and he's one of those guys, too, when he's pitching, I, I'm you know just hoping and praying that the Brewers' offense is going to score some runs for him. But th- they didn't have to. And when that game was 2 nothing for the longest time, and then they began to hit him, the Astros did, in the sixth inning, I thought, oh, boy. Um, Bregman ripped the double, fastball. Second, third, one out. And I go, oh here come the Astros. <laughs> Bullpen came on um, and, and retired Jordan, and then got the final out of the inning. But... Uh, yeah, uh, again, Hauser hasn't been great. He's been average, and this was the best I've seen him pitch. 
And see, this is what the Astros have done this year is they will take a guy that Corbin Burns, who has stellar stuff, who when he's at the top of his game, I think probably one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball. Some people might even put him higher than that. I don't know. But when you light up Corbin Burns and then you have these other guys, like you said, back in guys do what they did to an offense that has been highly inconsistent, but when they're on, they're on. It's just it's just amazing to me how they were how they silenced the bats. Um, what did you see from the Brewers pitching in their attack of the Houston Astros that disrupted what they did in game one? Was it was it a mixture of pitches? Was mm-hmm. it game plan approach as they brought in different guys in certain situations? Or was this just a case of the pitcher just got the better of the hitter? Well, on. Monday night, when the Astros hit five home runs, four of them were off fastballs. And then you have Colin Ray pitching on Tuesday. Fastball doesn't top out very high. Hauser doesn't have a great fastball. Um, Just felt like in the locker room today, the Brewer pitchers felt they were keeping the Astro hitters off balance, mixing up pitches, changing things up, okay? Too many fastballs on Monday night. And Burns hit the four, gave up four of the home runs. And you're not stealing Corbin Burns from us. <laughs> you're not keeping, you're not going to. Oh, yeah, we had talked. We had talked. And <laughs> no, y- y- y'all are. But, and, you know, you and I had talked off record. And I think my, my initial thought on that was, well, Corbin Burns, if, of course, I guess I didn't realize where you guys were, like in your, in your current standing. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, Corbin Burns gets told by the Brewers in the offseason, you're the reason we lost the ALDS. And this is why we're going to arbitration, because we don't feel you're worth that. Mm-hmm. And Corbin Burns seemed pretty ticked off. And I'm looking at his record going, maybe he's a little disgruntled. I was like, maybe he needs a change of scenery. Well, How about come to Houston? <laughs> so oh. that's why I was like, could we trade for Corbin Burns? You're like, dude, we're leading the division. Don't take our pitchers. Well, uh, Ken Rosenthal from – Fox the other day said on a, on a podcast that he believes Burns is going to get traded before the trading deadline because the Bur- the Brewers traded Hater when they were in the thick of the race oh. last year. So, but I think they learned a lesson from that. They got some time left on Burns's contract, and he hasn't been all that great. But I think Burns is pitching for his next contract. Yeah, he's not, he he definitely was not happy with the decision. But if you're in the Brewers side, why would you give him seven hundred thousand dollars extra? When you know you're not going to resign him, the Brewers can't afford mm. to sign him to a $300 million contract. They just can't. So that's the justification, I think, there, Brett, that they they were, why give, you know, why give that guy all that money when, you know, he's not going to be here long-term anyway. If I want, if I'm, we'll go to arbitration, we'll take our chances. And if, you know, he wins, he wins. If he loses, we save $700,000 on a, on a guy who's not going to be here probably at the right end of the season or in two seasons. Exactly. You guys are sitting pretty though. I mean, just like as if you had like you had your bird dogs on. And I don't know about you, <laughs> but these bird dog clothes that I've got, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a second to talk to our fans about bird dogs. Let me tell you, bird dogs is an amazing, um, just one of a kind product that they have out there for us, and we want to share that with you. So if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB, use the promo code locked on, you will get a free Yeti style mug with your order. 
That's right. Bird dogs make you feel better. They feel great that you look good in them and you have the freedom to wear them wherever you are, whether you're on a date, hanging out with friends, golf, a meeting, whatever it is, they're comfortable. They've got liners. They don't have liners. It's whatever you choose. It's your comfort. So like I said last night, who let the dogs out? We did. We let the bird dogs out. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. When you get there, enter the promo code locked on MLB. Again, they'll throw in this free Yeti style mug. I've got one myself. It keeps my hot beverages hot. It keeps my cold beverages cold. And bird dogs keeps me looking good every day. I mean, it's hard to look any better than you look in bird dogs. Go grab them today. All right, let's bring the man back. Chuck, thank you so much again for hanging out with us. Thank you for Anytime. checking us out. And, you know, make sure you um, check us out on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Continue to subscribe to our podcast um, channel on YouTube. And Chuck, can they find you on YouTube as well? Yeah, on the Lockdown Podcast uh, on Lockdown Brewers. Uh, we drop after every game. Uh, I'm dropping seven days a week, you know, weekend games as well. Nice. Uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're, we're on YouTube. We're on the same platforms you guys are on. Uh, we're just only lockdown brewers instead of lockdown Astros. There you go. And you know, that's, that's great. So if you guys want the national league side of things and nationally mm-hmm. leading, um, team, go check them out. Uh, definitely. And I know Chuck does a lot of other stuff radio wise. And so you've, you've got a great voice for it. Um, you definitely have the experience, um, Gosh, you've even been to Houston. I mean, as far back as 1986. So one of my favorite uh, country kinda, songs is Houston by Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers. You probably never you heard go. of them before, but uh I have. No, I have. Okay. I, I have heard of the Gatlin brothers. Yes, sir. Houston means um, that I'm one step closer to you. That hey, you know what? I love that. That is music <laughs> to my ears. You know that you know the best thing coming out of Dallas is what's that? I-45 South because it leads straight to Houston. That's right. That's that's my only dogging Dallas joke. And I've got more. I've got more. Actually, I've got one more. You know what the best thing about Dallas is? It ain't Oklahoma. All right. So I digress. All right. So with with that kind of bad dad joke that I'm dropping here, I want to talk about and I want to get your perspective on um, on Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu comes in. And everybody was talking about it. Um, MLB Network was lighting up about it. All the commentators were lighting up about it. Ken Rosenthal, Jose Abreu, former MVP, signs with the Astros. They just got better. They just got stronger. They let go of Yuli Gurriel. Yuli Gurriel is declining. They didn't want to bring him back. And everybody in Houston was excited. Jeff Bagwell convinced him to come here. Now, you would have thought that we signed Satan himself because Jose Abreu has been an absolute – not complete zero, but almost. He's been at 0.008. What were the numbers on that contract? Do you recall offhand? 30, I don't know. He's getting 36 a year for the next three yeah. years. Yeah. So he's getting around 88 to $90 million. And he's 36 going on 37. Um, he is a he is a traditional slow starter, but it's May 24th. It's, it's not April 24th. It's May mm-hmm. 24th. And Bagwell is convinced that he's fine and he'll find it. And right now it's mental. What is your take? What is the outside baseball world's take of Jose Abreu? I mean, is there even a take out there? Or is this like, ah, Astros kind of got snowed on this? Well, I think they gave a lot of money for a guy who's on the other side of 35. 
Uh, it's one thing for, you know, some radio station or a TV station or a podcast thing to give us that kind of money past the age of 35 because we're worth we're worth it. But Jose Amen. Abreu, <laughs> but, but Jose Abreu, I think you just kind of cold your breath on that one. And uh, yeah, I mean, his better days are probably with the White Sox. I mean, can he still play? Can he still contribute? Yes. But is he going to be $35 million? You guys overpaid for him. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we did. I think we did overpay for him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my, one of my sayings that I use is always positive, always strows. And and so um, we've got a lot of people going at Jeff Bagwell right now, you know, Jeffrey Robert Bagwell, as Milo Hamilton called him um, on the, on the call. I I love listening to Milo Hamilton call um, Bagwell's home runs. You'd be like, Jeffrey Robert Bagwell, you know, hit another sure. home run and Holy Toledo and all those great things. But he, so he was one of the people that flew to Miami to talk to Abreu, but everybody acts like he was the one that was the architect of this contract. Make no bones about it. Jim Crane is at the helm of all this stuff. The owners always, cause it's his money, right? But do at what point do the Astros because the Astros won't ever come out and say we 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 made a bad signing. They just won't do that, right? That's bad business. But at what point in their mind do you think they'll have internal discussions like maybe we need to sit this guy a few games? Like are 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 we, you know, is there some regrettability here? Did we bite off more than we could chew? Is this gonna have to play out the whole season? Like he's gonna continue to get at bats. Dusty's your old stallworth baseball guy. Abreu's gonna be in there. Like when does the front office start scratching their head and trying to make a different move or, or just go somewhere else? Well, see, this is a problem where the big markets have. We don't have that kind of problem here in Milwaukee because we, the Brewers could never afford a free agent at $35 million. You know, like I was telling you, Corbin Burns, you know, if he's going to make $30 million, Brewers aren't going to pay for that. You know, we got a situation with Christian Yelich, long-term contract, making about $25 million. And you look at his numbers, he is not producing. But the Brewers have no choice. Fans for a while there were like, and this has been going on a couple of years, Fred, where do you rest him? Do you sit him out? Do you bench him? No, because you got to keep running him out there just hoping he's going to find it. And I think with Abreu, because of his past, you just got to throw, keep throwing him out there. Now, is there somebody who the fans and, and you might think that what they might want out there instead of Abreu? I know there's somebody out there. Yeah, but I don't know anybody that actually would want him. But I yeah. started to kick the tires on it, and it's a former Dodger who's having a pretty decent year in Chicago that can play first base. That had some ill words for one Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. That's Cody Bellinger the third. I don't know if he's the third. I just threw that out there because I'm nervous saying his name on my show. But I was wondering if someone like him. Let's say he comes in, he apologizes to the clubhouse, makes good with Bregman and Altuve. He's the kind of guy that could come in, play first base, be a DH, play outfield, and be a serviceable bat. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's going a little far, a little extreme. It really pains me to say that a former Dodger be on this baseball team. I don't think he rises to the level of a Fires or a Kelly in the hatred world of Houston, but he's definitely up there. That was the famous Carlos Correa said, hey, Cody, if you don't know the facts, shut the F up kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
he's a guy I would look at. Um, well, I think he's. I don't. I, think, I don't know who else is out there. I think he's definitely going to be on the market because the Cubs aren't going to contend, and that's the reason why they pick up a guy like Cody Bellinger because they're not going to contend, and they they sign him. Well, they could dump him for a prospect, right? You know, just like you know, we'd be the same way here in Milwaukee if we're not in contention. We're going to start dumping guys. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a possibility, but the GM is also going to look at, because if he doesn't, if he makes a move like that and sets a Brayu and then a Bellinger doesn't work out, well, then there's another strike against them. So Brayu, right. you know, he's, he's got a, it's probably too early to give that up just yet. You got to ride that out and you signed him. You can't bench him. The owner is probably saying, don't you dare bench him. Because I paid him all this money. You wanted this guy. You play him. So, so, so I would be fans, if I was the owner. <laughs> right. So, when the fans are going at Dusty for continuing to start him, mm-hmm. that may not be a Dusty call, is what you're saying. That may be. be the owner saying, Yeah, we got a lot of money invested in this dude. Like yeah, 36 I, million reasons to start him. Yeah, I wouldn't know that for sure, Brett. Right. Because I'm not part of the situation. But I would think logic says, like any company, whether it's, who are depending on who, no matter what you're working for any major corporation if you're spending a lot of money on a guy and it's guaranteed this isn't like nfl the nfl you could cut him it's the nfl you could cut him you'd be good cut him it's the problem with major league baseball the guaranteed contracts but that's uh I, I would think that they're gonna they're gonna run him out there to the wheels fall off yeah i i hear you and I agree with that. And that reminds me of when you talk about money and running money out there, that is not optimal. And you don't know where your money's going because you got too many things out there that you're spending money on. You need to go to rocket money. Well, let me tell you something about, I would say 80% of people out there probably have subscriptions. They don't even know they have anymore. You see this, try it free for 30 days, just enough time to try it. And then what do you do? You forget about it. That's right. You put it off to the side and all of a sudden your account, you're going out with your friends. You're like, I got money in my, no, where did that go? What's this HBO max? What's this Fubo? Oh, I didn't cancel those subscriptions. Rocket money's here to help you. Let me tell you, like most Americans, you're spending too much, 30 to $200 extra a month of things you don't even really watch or hang out and, and spend time doing. So get rid of it. Rocket money is quick and easy. They find your subscriptions. They help you cancel what you don't want. And it's not just that. You can manage all your finances in one place, automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people. That's a lot. 3 million people. It's a lot less than 36 million. They're paying to bray you. And maybe the rocket, maybe the Astros need rocket money. Um, Three million people have used Rocket Money, saving an average person of $720 a year. That's right. So stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Get rid of those annoying subscriptions today. All right, let's bring the man back in. Um, thank you so much again for joining us. We do appreciate it. Um, you know, this Brewers series did not go the way it had, we had planned it. The Astros had, had won the several previous series, had two sweeps, had won eight in a row. We talked about Jordan Alvarez. Look, J.P. France came out and 
struck out eight batters. This is a guy that was the eighth guy in the rotation for the Astros, and he came out and did a serviceable job. And we need that right now because we're down our Keedy. He'll be back all-star break. We don't know when McCullers is going to be back. Michael Brantley continues to be an anomaly. Altuve got sick. And then Luis Garcia is down with TJ. He won't be back until mid-2024. So when the Astros have had the success, we were like, yes, okay, we've turned the table. <laughs> and then that's why we named the last episode, Oh, How the Turn Tables, kind of from the <laughs> office episode line. Um, going forward, I think the Astros are still one of the teams to beat. I still think the Astros in the end will be in the thick of the playoff picture. What about the Brewers? The Brewers are in first place. Are they in a very, are they basically, is it their division to lose at this point? And then once you win the division, what is the outlook for this team going forward beyond that? Well, first of all, on the Astros, I agree with you. I think the Astros are going to eventually boat race the Texas Rangers. Houston's a better team. And all those guys you mentioned there, and they're going to get Altuve going. Yeah, he got sick here in Milwaukee. Um, and they're going to be just fine. The Astros are going to be just fine. I feel like Houston every year does this. Starts off slow. Oh, here go the, and then all they turn it on. You know, they got that eight-game winning streak. I think they're a good team. And I told you how much what I think of Jordan. I think he's just great. Um, and but the Brewers, they're in the worst division in baseball. It's a two-team race. It's them and the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the Cardinals, uh, five and a half out as we speak here. They play a game with Cincinnati as we're talking. Um, so it's the Brewers and the, and the Cardinals. And back to Ken Rosenthal, he was saying the other day, he thinks the Cardinals are still going to win this game division by 10 games. I I, wow. I don't think so. No, that's I don't think. It's going to be a two-team race. The Cardinals may over, overtake the Brewers. Because at one time, they were nine games out. It's five and a half now. But uh, it's a two-team race. St. Louis is probably the better team. If I were a betting man, I would take the Cardinals. I okay. would take the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals, they were the pick to win this division to start the season, Brett, and I still think they are the better of the two teams. They and Certainly, they're, they spent more money. And that, but I think the Brewers have got so many injuries going on with their mm. starting rotation. They're just, we have no idea who's pitching tomorrow night. Probably Julio Teheran, who they just signed off San Diego's AAA team. We think wow. he's probably the starter against San Francisco on Thursday night. So, you know, they, I, I, I look at this with the Brewers win the division, just get to the tournament and take their chances. And we'll see how it goes. But I think a team like the Astros, they're one of three or four teams you can look at right now and say, yeah, they have a legitimate chance at a World Series. Do the Brewers? No. They have, have to have a ton of things go their way. Go their way. But the Astros, three or four teams. You can put right now, count on your hand, and the Astros will be one of those teams, I think, World Series contender again. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with with um, everything you said. Uh, I believe it was a year or two ago where um, where, where ben, Ver, ben Verlander came on our show, and the Brewers were his pick to go to the National League to win the NLCS and win the World Series. And I believe it was 2021 when we played against the Braves. I mean, mm -hmm. who saw the Braves coming out that year? Who saw – the nationals. And what's funny is probably to the chagrin of Ethan over at locked on pirates, man, you just totally left them out. Like the, 
the Pirates, I think, are coming back to earth. They're playing a little bit more at the yeah. level that they should be playing, but they've they've exceeded expectations. They've had a nice run. That's been good for Pittsburgh because that's a tough town to be a fan of baseball teams in. Since the 70s, it's been a rough spot. A few teams in the 80s here or there, maybe one or two in the 90s, but yeah, you're not lying. That is an easy division where a lot of people kind of give us a lot of crap in the mm-hmm. AL West. All oh, the AL West is a cakewalk. Right now, as of right now, the Mariners are 24 and 24. We are still seven games above 500 now. LA is right behind us. So they're four and a half out. Texas now is another, has a three game lead. We were within one game and then boom, they win two, we lose two. Like you said, I think in the end, I think we catch the Rangers. Let them enjoy their April title, let them enjoy their May title. We work for October titles here in Houston. We, well, here's the- you know, well, here, here's the good thing about you guys. You guys can go out and make deadline deals. The Brewers, true. What's their deadline deal? What are the what, what? What can they do? They can't go out and spend. They can't spend some money. They can't. They can't trade their farm. And this is with Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Milwaukee. The Cubs sometimes play this way. They shouldn't because they're a big market. But you know, I know the big markets, and you guys are in a big market. They don't want to hear it. But uh, this is this is the problem. No salary cap. The way it is in baseball where our payroll is 120, 118, 120 million dollars, can't afford it. And that, you know, it sounds like I'm crying here, but yeah, it just we can't make, you know, if, if when they sign a Christian Yelich, he's got to work out. Now you guys can sign Bobby Abreu. Uh Jose Abreu. Bobby Abreu. Oh wow, Jose Bobby Abreu. Abreu, man. You're taking us back there. <laughs> Jose Abreu. We just went back in time. <laughs> I like that. Oh, uh, you guys can sign Jose Abreu. But um, and, and sure, you don't want to swallow thirty six million, but have an easier chance of doing that. We we couldn't even think of signing a guy like that in the offseason or one of the free agents or going after Verlander or anything like that. You know, a guy gets good here, chances are he's leaving. He's leaving, he's and that's why I think, the, and yeah. that's why I didn't realize I hit a sore spot when I said, "Can we can we trade for Corbin Burns?" You're like, "Come on, man!" Like everybody's <laughs> taking our everybody's taking our good guys. Like well, that, that I didn't happens. I didn't think about the open wound thing. Yeah, well, that um, happens. You know, I mean, our guys, but Prince you know, Cooper, you name it. You know, you know, and I'm just wondering, what did Jose Altuve eat? Did he have some bad like sauerkraut and brats, or like did he did he try to throw back some hefeweizen in there in Milwaukee? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was weird. Like I was like, wait, did he hurt his thumb again? Like. We didn't know. And, you know, so, and I want to, I want to ask this. I know we're, I know we're at the, um, we're at right at the 30 minute mark, but I want to ask you this because we have a local beat writer, um, you know, Chandler Rome. He just left the Houston Chronicle, went to the athletic. Um, And he's one of these reporters that you can tell that when he asks questions, the Astros, they don't really like the questions he asks because he, he, I mean, he's out there being a reporter. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's asking them, he's asked some of the questions that they don't necessarily want to answer. Yeah. There's been a there's been a lot of talk about how the Astros don't make their head strength and conditioning guy or their trainer available for media. Do other teams make their trainers available to media? Like, is this something that just is a problem with the Astros, or is this across the league? That's not standard. Don't think that's um, don't think that happens in Milwaukee. No, I think everything goes to the GM. Okay, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I, so it's I not remember. just a Houston thing, is, no. is because because they're trying to make it sound like to me. And maybe I, I may be wrong, and I don't know if Chandler will ever watch this episode. And maybe I'm – but I the way I read it is, well, Houston doesn't allow us to talk to 
their head athletic trainer. But I'm like, have you ever seen a head athletic trainer interviewed? I don't know that I no. have. And there's got to be an illegal, a legal issue there too. Talking about, you know, the trainer talking about injuries and stuff, personal right? things with a player, right? Yeah. I think there's well, there's you know, what's there. funny is Dusty did throw out the HIPAA law thing like during spring training, and mm-hmm. like all the reporters were like, I don't even think people know what the HIPAA law actually is. It was <laughs> it was it was a funny little back and forth. <laughs> but these guys, but, but um, you know, the managers talk about it sometimes. You know, well, we were they gonna do. he's got a shoulder injury, he's got a little bit of a problem here. We're gonna have to evaluate, but you know, we're talking about a guy's injury. So we talked about, about Altuve had um stomach discomfort. Yes, is what exactly. we called it. Stomach yeah. discomfort. I'm like, come on with the discomfort term. We're not trying to file insurance, guys. Come on. Yeah. Like I worked in a I worked in a chemical plant. Mm-hmm. And when you get injured, you don't strain your back. You get back discomfort. You don't twist your ankle. You get ankle discomfort. You the, the word like you could break an arm. It's arm discomfort. Like you mm-hmm. just don't say break. You don't anyway. So but man, this has been a great show. Um, we'll have to have you back. Um Anytime. It's, it's sad that the Brewers and Astros don't play. I mean, hey, that was an old national league rivalry i remember when the astros were bad and we'd be getting beat by the brewers in houston i'd be like how can we be how can we get beat by beer they're literally their mascot is beer and then i was there in the 04 and 05 years when we clinched the wild card against milwaukee in houston so i remember that i remember the old milwaukee teams the robin yunts paul molitors all those guys that just some great brewers history there um bob euchre you know, sure. the brewers. So um, tell our fans where they can find you and, you know, put a bow tie on this thing. Let's well, uh, r- wrap up this show. I, I got to tell you one other thing too. I remember when the Houston Astros played a game against the Chicago Cubs because you guys had the hurricane down there. They moved it to at the time Miller park in 2008. That's right. And Carlos Sombrano pitched no hitter against you guys on a, on a, Sunday right. yes, on a Sunday night. Yes. I remember that. I remember, I remember going to that game. That one just flashed back in my mind. But, uh, yeah, that was – the Astros probably – were they in the National League at the time? I don't remember. I think so. Well, I, I think remember. so. And I – well, you know, and I do know that we actually had during Hurricane Harvey, uh, we mm-hmm. tried to move our game to Arlington. Mm-hmm. The Rangers said no. So we went to Tampa. Oh, okay. We've never forgotten that. So Rangers enjoy the first place borrowing. <laughs> I call it the easy pawn – division title because we're coming to get our item back that you tried to that oh, we pawned off for a it's just bit. it's just a matter of time but don't yes, be cheating sir. in the process uh, oh <laughs> wow oh man chuck with the rabbit punch man, i, I haven't forgotten we won't go down that road we won't wow. go down that road let's keep it all legal oh this time <laughs> brutal i'm gonna add you're all right I'm, I'm suing you for defamation right now no well hey you know this Thanks, has been bro. And if we play each other yeah. in a World Series, we're going to go out and have a couple of brewskis, all right? Heck yeah, dude. Come down. We got you covered, man. This is That's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? This has been a great show. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse with Locked on Astros. He's Chuck Friedman from Locked on Brewers. Please check his show out. Check our show out. Make sure you listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to both our YouTube channels. And remember, we are your team every single day. Go Strohs.